0: there, and welcome once again to the Hotbox. It's the first Hotbox of 2023, isn't it? And it's, it's Hotbox number 93. Um, decided to give it a name. Uh, it's called The Name Game. Sitting and idly wondering uh, why the Irish band H called itself by that name and not simply by the name of the leader, Matthias Winkler, It caused me to think of all the other bands in jazz history that have decided, for whatever the reason, to adopt a brand name and not simply the name of the leader. And that's it really. Uh, What is or was the reason? In pop or rock, of course, brand names have been the norm for most of the last century. The names of the front men or women emerging gradually over time from most of those bands. But in jazz, certainly in the modern era, it's usually been the leader's name. So let's uh, speculate. Was Weather Report so named because the front line couldn't agree? Or they were perhaps too diffident to simply come out and say Joe Zavenill or Jacko Pastorius or whoever? Who knows? But we all know their music. Here's Weather Report. Birdland. That wasn't the hit version of Birdland, but uh, a live one recorded in 1978 in the uh, town of Offenbach in Germany, where the report was formed in 1970 and dissolved or disintegrated around the late 80s. Formed by Joe Zavenel, who was a very eminent keyboard player who originally came from Czechoslovakia, as it was in those days, and the Sax player, of course, was the famous American Wayne Shorter, who brought all his experience with Miles Davis over with him. Uh, That version also had Jaco Pastorius on electric bass and Peter Erskine on the drums. It was an important group in jazz history for a couple of reasons. First, because it really legitimized the electric bass in jazz. And secondly, because it established a real bridge uh, between the jazz of the mid-century and um, (coughs) its fusion with rock. It was very popular. So now let's go back a bit, uh, in style anyway, to another uh, band with a name, with a brand name. We'll go back to New Orleans. the Mooch, played by the Dirty Dozen Brass Band of New Orleans. The idea of calling a band from New Orleans Dirty Dozen really isn't hard to imagine, is it? The phrase low, down and dirty, um, and obviously a dozen is a nice and uh, l- loose term for however many players might turn up on the night. Um, there's another New Orleans band uh, that I don't think we've tried to play called the Night Crawlers, and there are several New Orleans bands that give themselves a brand name. The Dirty Dozen was founded way back in 1977. It had a good effect on New Orleans jazz, generally lifted it out of its purely traditional style, um, allowed it a more modern uh, pop idiom to gain a foothold, and in that, of course, the New Orleans, the bastion of tradition. That one used the Charlie Parker tune, which you may have recognized, Moose the Mooch, with uh, guest saxophonist Branford Marsalis, himself a citizen of that city of New Orleans. I should say that as far as I know, the Dirty Dozen is still alive and kicking. Other uh, name bands, of course, get their names because their founders and members are essentially of equal status and their band name is a recognisable identity for that particular style. I'm thinking of the Cookers and the Jazz Crusaders and the jazz networks. I'm not sure what that meant. Uh, Let's try the Crusaders. They started life as the jazz crusaders, but dropped the word jazz when they began to focus on widening their appeal. But this is from the earlier period, before they dropped the word jazz. Joe Sample, Styx Hooper, Wilton Felder, and Wayne Henderson. (laughs) Was called Thank You for Letting Me Be Mice Elf Again. Yep, it was. The Jazz Crusaders, and listening to that causes me to mention yet another reason for adopting a brand name, the desire by some of the individual musicians to uh, work in different areas of music and not become typecast into just the one. I'm thinking particularly in the case of the Crusaders with Joe Sample, the keyboard and pianist, who um, always sought personal identity outside of the Crusaders. Though I'd Hap to hazard a guess that uh, the Crusaders accounted for a rather better income stream than perhaps his life as an individual, but I don't know. Well, yet another reason for brand names is longevity. Um, Changes in personnel can be glossed over within the overall image and spirit of the brand, and a brand that is continuing under its brand name despite the departure for a solo career of its most recognisable name is the Bad Plus. Many people listening, I think, might remember their very unforgettable concert um, in Dublin many years ago. Here they are. (music) Seven Minute Mind was the title of that one from their uh, 2012 album, uh, Bad Plus. Uh, the album was called Made Possible. And the personnel was Ethan Iverson on the piano, Reed Anderson on the bass, and David King was the drummer. It's Ethan Iverson who, who's left to follow a solo career, and it's not a trio anymore, uh, but a quartet, with Ben Monder on guitar and Chris Speed on tenor, and the original bass and drums, Reed Anderson and David King. Um, its original trio started life back in 2000, and right away it had those elements that you've just been listening to, an element of rock, especially the kind of thrash drumming of. David David King. And that was uh, Bent Nails from the band Snarky Puppy, uh, again a, a combo band with jazz, rock, world music, all kinds of influences, founded back in 2004 and still around. It's become something of a, a super band these days, playing in big stadium concerts, uh, We're usually with 10 players. Uh, which has been a revolving personnel over the years. Eventually, uh, they included vocalists, though not, uh, not originally, as you could hear. Interesting, though, it really is a branded band, and doubt, I doubt whether any but the most ardent fans would be able to reel off uh, the names of its personnel. We're well, moving right along and in fact uh, jumping into a very different sphere, going backwards a bit, a band that once again takes its inspiration from many different sources. The Hot Club of Detroit. very charming uh, Hot Club of Detroit and their composition Song for Gabriel Uh, the Hot Club of Detroit consists of Johnny Irabagon on um, soprano, Julian Labro on accordion Ivan Perry on acoustic guitar Paul Brady, no, not our Paul Brady, another Paul Brady who actually tends to be the leader of this band, Uh, he plays rhythm guitar and Sean Conley was the bass player, very fine band um, and just as, as I said, impossible to categorize. But obviously the word hot the words hot club give you some idea of where they're getting their inspiration. Well, and talking of very fine bands, that was a very fine band. James Farm was their name. There was their own song, Polywog. The band consists of four superstar musicians, really. That's another clue to why they chose a brand name, because, let's face it, all of them are leaders. Joshua Redman uh, played tenor on that one, Aaron Parks on the piano, Matt Penman and Eric Harlan bass and drums. Joshua Redman wrote that number, by the way. I confess, I thought they'd be a a one-recording band as they'd become, I would have thought, more interested in personal careers, but I was wrong. Word is that there's another album on the way. I must admit I had wondered uh, about the name. It seemed to come from nowhere until it was pointed out to me that actually um, the initials of the Christian names of the four players J-A-M-E form the beginning of James, Uh, Where the farm came from, I couldn't tell you. Of course, we couldn't begin to think of completing this little runaround, bands with names and not include the most popular and arguably the most famous of them all, in the modern era anyway, Return to Forever. That was originally the title of a Chick Corea composition, which was the title song of a recording by Chick Corea's band um, for ECM back in 1972. But it became the band's name and the band was revived again and again over the decades. Uh, sadly of course chick Career, the one constant in return for a uh, return to forever um, he passed away last year <laughs> I mentioned the Cookers earlier in the show uh, as an example of a a name band with a real purpose, that purpose being a receptacle for hard bop going forward and presented by a septet of seven legendary players, if you like, from that era. None of them are youngsters. Billy Harper, Eddie Henderson, David Weiss, Craig Handy, George Cables, uh, Cecil McBee and Billy Hart, the drummer. All of them previous leaders, all of them committed to the music of well, shall we say, four decades ago, um, and done, as I say, as fresh today as it was then. No crossover, no punk, no trad, no pop, no rock. That piece was called Nudge, and it comes from their 2012 album, which is called Believe. Well, since I mentioned at the top of the show that it was the the Irish group H that started me thinking about name-branded bands, perhaps it's only fair if we play out with them. So here's H with their song, Here's Neil. And if you have been, thanks for listening.